Thank you for tuning in to the Behavioral Wealth Consulting Podcast, where our mission is to help you change your behavioral decisions by improving your financial literacy. If you want to live a more fulfilling life and get on track towards your long-term financial goals, it requires changing behaviors, developing a plan, and prioritizing your financial decisions. Now to your host and certified personal finance consultant, Richard Maricut. Hello, and thank you for joining me today. My name is Richard Maricut. This is episode five of the Behavioral Wealth Consulting Podcast. And the topic of today is understanding debt elimination. Um, but before we begin, as a reminder, I'm not a financial advisor, uh, and my podcast show is for informational purposes only. So let's get started. Um, so what is debt, right? So it might be self-explainable, but let's, let's talk about the definition. So debt occurs when one party borrows money from another party with a promise to pay back the full amount plus interest at a later date. Now there's two kinds of, there's two kind of main debts, right? You have secured debt, which is tied to an asset such as um, a house or a car. Um, the interest payments on secured debt are usually lower than those of unsecured loans or unsecured debt. Unsecured debt, for example, is not tied to an asset, typically a credit card, right? And these interest, interest rates are usually much higher um, because they're unsecured. Okay, but not all debt represents a problem. So let's keep that in mind. So taking out a reasonable mortgage, for example, uh, this allows the borrower to buy a home that may increase in value over time. So homeowners accrue equity in their property. Um, they may write mortgage interest rates off on their taxes and, of course, enjoy the emotional benefits associated with home ownership. Now, there's also other types of debt. So let's get into a few examples. So, you know, I mentioned home loans. You know, at first, home loans can seem like a low-risk option with uh, plenty of potential for positive results, right, with the house increasing in value. Certainly, most homeowners would not be able to achieve their dream of home ownership without a mortgage, right? But make sure you budget before buying. This is very important, right? So be sure to budget carefully before you take on a mortgage, Sometimes we can get, you know, caught up in the hype of saying I'm a homeowner when in actuality you haven't really owned the home yet until you finish paying it off. But um, the mindset difference between making mortgage payments between uh, on a house versus renting, um, again, it's an emotional uh, trigger sometimes, right? Why people choose um, purchasing a house as opposed to renting. Um, but monthly payments should be typically should be no more than 30% of your net salary. And also be careful uh, to make sure that you're including all home ownership costs, right? Closing costs, insurance, property taxes, and normal maintenance. A lot of people don't include that. They get caught up into what the monthly mortgage payment will be. And that's one of the biggest differences. Uh, most places that you you rent from, you don't have to worry about things like maintenance, repairs, upkeeps, things of like that, because the owner of the property takes care of those things, right? 
And so if you've never owned a home before, uh, you know, those additional fees can get away from you pretty quickly if you're not prepared. Then you have car loans. Um, you know, even with car loans, people typically buy new cars and, and they borrow money to finance the purchase. But many of those uh, people tend to fall behind on their payments because, um, you know, they aren't prepared for um, maybe the high interest rates, right? Um, if you've ever seen any of those car dealerships that say, you know, buy here, pay here type of ads, um, those typically end up being higher risk. You know, they they focused more so on people with low credit scores who under, you know, normal circumstances maybe wouldn't get a loan. Um, but the flip side to that is those places charge very high interest rates, somewhere, sometimes upwards of 20 plus percent interest rate. Um, and again, this is part of the trap is, you know, if people don't understand the math behind that, they can end up paying you know, in some cases, double what the original loan amount is for the car and they get caught up in the monthly payment as opposed to the total price of the car once they pay it off in the full term plus the interest rate. Then you have credit cards. Um, you know, credit cards can be handy, um, but that's kind of part of the, the, prob uh, the problem, right? Um, they make it easy to spend. Um, consumers tend to swipe their cards more often than they realize um, credit card debt comes typically comes at a high interest rate meaning that you can pay double or triple what the item is worth if you're not paying it off um, in a timely manner um, but again they can also have um, they can also add value right so credit cards can be a good tool for building credit history um, but only if you can manage them wisely this means you know when you use the card you're paying it off in full every single month or within a couple of months after making your purchase. Now, in order to eliminate debt, you need to also understand the steps to assess your debt risk. Okay. The, one of the first things that I, I share with my clients is, is your debt putting you and or your family at risk? So here's how you can find that out. Um, total up your total debt payments each month. So, you know, get the last one or two months of your statements. Take a look at things that you're making reoccurring payments on. Add those auto. Including, you know, include your house payments, auto loans, student loans, uh, your minimum payment credit card amounts. You know, don't include other living expenses, um, at least right now. Um, of things like groceries or utilities, just calculate your total debt payments. Um, you know, so some of the examples of, of obligated debt includes things like, again, mortgage, rent payments, credit cards, um, car loans, student loans, consumer lines of credits, and any other payments that would show up on your credit report. Okay. Now, when you total all those up, you know, is the is the total 36% or less of your gross income. If you are, um, if you are under 36%, you're probably in a safe area. Although you could probably make some financial improvements 
by driving down some of the debt that you have. A good target is to aim for 25% or less. Okay. However, if you are spending more than 36% of your monthly gross income uh, in debt payments, you could be at risk for financial financial trouble. So again, to get this ratio, you total up your, your monthly debt expenses, um, you divide it by your total monthly gross income, and then you'll get uh, a percentage, okay? The root causes. Um, so again, one of the things that I found, and even for myself, is you get to a point where if you feel like you're underwater with debt, you have to understand what got you there in the first place, okay? Understanding the choices that you made and the financial sentiments that led you to the point that you're at will help you put a plan in place to get out, okay? And this is where, you know, you got to be honest with yourself. Is it that you're spending money on a lifestyle or status that you really can't afford, um, is it not being aware of your income divided by your expenses? Um, and are you kind of person that puts everything on credit card and feels comfortable with monthly payments? You know, are you someone that's not fully understanding of loan terms, right? Um, so you, maybe it's easy for you to get a loan, but you're not understanding the interest rate, what that really means as far as, um, total, total amount out of, out of pocket once your loan is paid. Um, are you someone that don't, that doesn't keep tabs on your insurance policies and let them lapse? And then when you have to, um, get the insurance policy again, you're now paying more out of pocket, right? So that's important. Um, the other thing is, you know, are you someone that spends a lot of money on gambling, right? Um, you know, you're, you're willing to risk a lot and, Oftentimes it doesn't work in your favor and you end up losing a lot of money up front through, through gambling. Or, you know, unfortunately, could you've gone through a, a financial setback through a reduced income or being un, you know, un, unemployed? Um, you know, last year, uh, COVID had some impact on, on a lot of people, uh, either through loss of job or reduction in hours. That could be a root cause that under normal circumstances you wouldn't have faced. You know, so for, for people who feel buried in debt um, or feel like they're uh, at a place where things are out of control, a critical first step before implementing a strategy is to take time to understand what got you in the situation in the first place. Um, you know, as with most things financial, it simply boils down to spending too much and not earning enough. Okay. So implementing a strategy and sticking with it is important, but ensuring that you do not fall in the same financial trap, whether they come from external source or within your own mind is critical for, for the success. And, and lastly, any strategy that you select will not solve problems overnight. That's another thing to, to keep in mind, um, depending on your own situation it may take months, it may take a year or years to get out. The important thing is to set realistic expectations and understand that any debt payoff plan can take years to complete and for you to stick to it. Now let's talk about some strategies to, to pay off the debt. 
Okay, so if you're at a point you're, you're ready to put a strategy in place. Um, there, there's two main primary methods of debt payoff um, that have been around for a while. And again, depending on your situation, um, one may have more of an advantage to you than the other. So let's talk about them. The first one is called the avalanche method. Okay, the avalanche method is you pay off your debt accounts in order starting with the one that has the highest interest rate. Then you pay off the one with the next highest interest rate and so on until all the accounts are paid. The benefits of this is that you pay less in total interest and you get out of debt sooner um, with the other strategies. Okay, And here's how you can implement your, your avalanche strategies. Few, five, five quick steps. List all your debts in rank order by interest rate with the highest rate first. So for example, if you have two credit cards and let's just say one car loan, and let's just say credit card one has an interest rate of 20% with a $5,000 balance, your credit card number two has a uh, interest rate of 15% with a $3,000 balance. And then your car loan maybe has a $20,000 uh, balance, but your interest rate is only 3%. You would put that in order based on your interest rates being the highest in order to make the, the first primary payments. So any extra that you have. So at a minimum, you would pay all three minimum payments. Um, that that's the first and foremost, you don't want to get behind. Then you start with your first credit card that has the 20% interest rate. That becomes your number one goal because the, the thought behind this is that the one with the highest interest rate is causing you more money that is not, not tied to the principal, right? So you would basically put them in that order. Any extra funds that you get after you budget your, your, your monthly spending, would go, go towards that 20% credit card first. Once that's fully paid off, you move on to the second credit card with the 15% interest rate. And then once that's knocked off, you would move down to their, to the vehicle uh, with the lower interest rate. Okay, so that's the, the avalanche. The second one is called the um, debt snowball. So first is avalanche, next one is snowball. Uh, the snowball method also allows you to pay off your debt in order but in this case you start by targeting the account that has the smallest balance then you move on to the next smallest balance and so on the benefit of the snowball is that you experience small success early okay uh, because you're focusing on the debt with the smallest balance um, once you start paying a, an account off um, it builds up this motivation with which almost reinforces that your plan is working. Okay. Every time you pay off debt, you'll have more money to put towards the next one. So five steps to um, implement the debt snowball is that again, you start off by listing all your debts and, and rank them order by your balance owed with the smallest balance first. Number two, always make the minimum required monthly payments on every debt. Number three, if you have extra money left over from your budget, pay as much as you can toward the debt in with the smallest balance. 
Step four, when you've paid off the debt with the smallest balance, move on to paying extra towards the one with the next smallest balance and continue that vein until all your debts are paid off. Okay, so this is this is important with the snow with the debt snowball. When you whatever money that you're using for the minimum payment for the smallest balance, once that loan or credit debt is paid off, you take that amount that you've been paying and add it on top of the minimum payment of your next debt. That helps to expedite the process. What you don't want to do as soon as you free up, let's just say a $50 a month um, payment on your first debt, once you pay that off, now you go back and spending that $50 on other things that you weren't spending it before because you get excited that you freed that that balance off. Now you're spending it again. And before you know it, you're creating another cycle of spending that you that slows down the process of you getting out of your strategy. Um, <clears throat> additional payoff strategies can include um, these other options. So balance transfers, okay? The balance transfers, if you have credit card debt, one option is to transfer the balance on your credit card to another credit card with a lower interest rate. Some cards that offer balance transfers opportunities um, even have a 0% introductory interest rate uh, for a period of time. Now, here's the thing I want to stress about the balance transfers. The goal of the balance transfers of one credit card to another is not that you go out and open another credit card, especially if you're working on trying to improve your credit. You don't want to do that. But if you've recently paid off a credit card balance um, and it's still active but no balance, you can call your credit card company and say, I'm, I want, you know, my name is Richard. I've been with you with, with your company for X amount of years. I want to find out if you have any balance transfer op options and see what they tell you. Sometimes they may have a 0% um, option for, let's just say, 12 months. And sometimes that's with a 0% or a zero um, transfer fee. Um, so keep that in mind. Also, most, most credit card companies will charge some type of fee to transfer uh, your balance from one credit card to another, sometimes based on the promotion. It could be a zero zero fee, and and so those are things to take you know into consideration. But where this helps is if you're paying a balance on a higher interest rate credit card, and you have a credit card that is willing to um, give you a promotion balance transfer promotion, you can transfer that balance from a higher credit interest rate to another one with a lower one, and for whatever that period is, even if it's twelve months you now have an opportunity to make more payments towards the principal as opposed to paying more on interest, okay? So again, before you take advantage of, of that, make sure you do the calculation for that and make sure that the math works for you, okay? The next one is um, personal loans or a debt consolidation plan. So some banks and financial companies offer personal loans that you, that you might use to pay off credit cards and other debts. Um, if you have a lot of credit cards with different statements and due dates, um, a personal loan may benefit you by streaming those debts into one single monthly payment. Again, um, the math has to work. So before you take advantage of that, make sure that you do your calculations and make sure that there's enough of an advantage for you to do that. 
Um, the personal loan uh, from a risk perspective may have an origination fee. So again, keep the fees in mind. Um, check very carefully to ensure that the origination fee is lower than the amount that you'll save in overall interest. Then you have um, debt settlements and bank bankruptcy. You know, in debt settlements, you negotiate with the, the creditor, such as a credit card company or a collection agency, to accept a smaller lump sum amount uh, than the balance that you uh, need to pay off. Bankruptcy is typically a last resort option that legally erases your debts. However, the destruction to your um, credit will will basically last up to seven years or more to recover. Okay. Um, another key, another thing to keep in mind with debt settlements is, you know, although they can stop your late payments or collections, um, you know, the damage is already done, you know, negative marks that stay on your credit report can be on there for at least seven years. So, uh, you know, I always think that should be a very last option, you know, try the route of balance transfers, personal loans, and, or a very strategic budgeting option to get you out of, uh, debt before moving to the debt settlements or, or bankrupt bankruptcy option. So in conclusion, um, you know, debt can be a serious threat to financial security and peace of mind. But if you are already in debt, it's not the end of the world. Um, it's simply a good time to get organized and create a plan that works for you. Okay. Although implementing your debt payoff strategy will be a key contributor to your financial health, it is also important that you evaluate how you got into debt in the first place. Okay. Addressing the root causes of your debt problems that you've experienced will not only help you get out of debt, but it will help you, it will help prevent you going back into debt once you have done all that work to get out. So that's it for today's show. Um, if you enjoyed it, I'd appreciate you giving me a review on whichever podcast platform you're listening to and follow my channel for future episode updates. Uh, for more information about our services, please visit behavioralwealthconsulting.com. Um, also, if you'd like to hear more about a specific topic on these future episodes, please email me directly at behavioralwealthconsulting at gmail.com. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Behavioral Wealth Consulting Podcast. For more information on how we can help you design an effective financial strategy through behavioral changes, visit us at behavioralwealthconsulting.com.